Hi ho, Kermit the Frog here. On Sundays, I go to the local retirement center to volunteer some time. I visit with just about everyone. Today, I'm visiting an old friend, Pat Robertson. Pat is a little senile, so he actually thinks I'm God. <laughs> Let's go in and say hello. Hi, Pat. God, show me something. Oh, oh, it's not, it's not God, Pat. It's, it's me, Kermit D. Frog. But, but I'd love to chat with you for a while if you'd like. Your president holds a radical view of the direction of your country, which is at odds with the majority. Expect chaos and paralysis. Oh, I'm not sure about that political stuff there, Pat. But you could expect some paralysis if you don't get down from that chair. A house divided cannot stand. Oh, you can barely stand as it is without a walker, Pat. You should get down. God, um, let me give you some 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 suggestions and you tell me if any of them is right. Sure, Pat. Why don't we talk about something that isn't so apocalyptic? Is it an EMP blast? No, um, Pat, that, that's your television. Maybe we could sit down and watch a Matlock together. Is it a massive power failure? Oh, I don't think so, Pat. Looks like your TV still works. Uh, is it a cosmic or solar radiation blast? Wouldn't you like some Jello, Pat? It's almost time for your sponge bath. What is it? Hello, Senor Robertson. It's time for your sponge bath. Looks like it's time for me to go, Pat. Take care. I'll be here next. Oh, don't take off your gown. Oh, don't. Oh. And there's your balls. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. This is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode, we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical. It's political. And there is no welcome, Matt. This is episode 30 of Cognitive Distance. Now, we all know that the uh, multipliers are of 10 are the most important numbers. They are the most important numbers in our society because we have 10 fingers. That's why? I know. It's easier to count. <laughs> you can be like, okay, it's three sets of both my hands. <laughs> now, this is the episode 30, and if you've struggled through the prior 29 episodes, we have nothing but condolences to offer you at this point. We also have a tremendous number of stories we're going to try to go through this week. So if it seems like we're going very quickly through them, uh, well, it's because we fucking are. Yeah. Um, but there's just too much awesome shit. Yeah, we couldn't call it down. We're looking at it before the show. We're like, we got to talk about this one, too. All of it is all good. So we, we, we couldn't cut any of it. So um, so you're just going to have to suffer through what was probably going to be an unusually long show. You know, and, and at the end of the day, let's be honest. Like, if we can't find shit to bitch about, your life has gotten better twofold, right? There's right. no episode of our show. Yeah, you don't have to suffer through us. Right. And, uh, you know, the Catholics have stopped raping little boys. So yeah, it's like fucking win-win. Exactly. Right, right. Cecil, I have to say, uh, before we begin launching into the stories, um, I was a little surprised when you sent me this week uh, the, the, the clip that you had made with the Kermit and Pat Robertson with all the joy having been ripped out or surgically <laughs> removed. I'm not sure how the process happened 
from your it's heart. A, it's a soul-sucking process, Tom, really. I, I was shocked you even could identify Kermit the Frog, much less do his voice so uh, accurately. <laughs> the one thing, the one thing, Tom, that actually – uh, the reason why I, I like Muppets in general and why I like Kermit the Frog is I realize that every Muppet, when they talk, they are being, f- like, vigorously fisted at that moment. <laughs> so that's why I think that I like I like Muppets the most. Yeah, th- th- there's a whole psychological background there that I don't think is safe <laughs> to even begin discussing. <laughs> Let's just end this. It will move on. So the first uh, the first story we've got to talk about, um, this is from a, uh, a website called God Discussion. Now, I don't know anything about this website, so let me just throw that out there. Um, but uh, former Worldwide Church of God preacher says Jesus Christ is returning on May 27th, 2012. And that today marks the end of time and the beginning of halftime. Halftime. It's going to be a show. band. It's going to be symbols. They're going to make like a little, like a little uh, uh, out of people. They're going to form the word God or something or God it's is like great. halftime cheerleaders, like apocalypse cheerleaders. <laughs> we like destruction. Yes, we do. We yeah. like destruction. How about you? <laughs> But they're not allowed to wear short skirts. They're like oh, really no. depressing cheerleaders. No, they have to wear like wear... those really long dresses that like like cover your ankles. Yeah, and... they're not allowed to wear. They're not even allowed to wear pants. Like, right? <laughs> like um, those crazy women that aren't allowed to cut their hair ever. Uh, <laughs> They've got like hair down to the back of their fucking knees. They all look like cousin it. <laughs> uh, wh- one of the things I don't understand is why May, Tom. They always go back to I May. Everybody goes back to May. I wonder if people, if the people that are that are making these predictions just don't tan well. And they're just trying to avoid summer at all costs. Look, I'm a fat man. I try to avoid summer at all costs, too. Like, winter is better for my body type. You know what I mean? <laughs> or maybe they're just afraid of the sexy months. Right. Well, you that's what, what I'm saying. They're like, oh, my God, I got to get my body beach ready. Yeah. <laughs> beach ready. I'm already beach ready. They try to push me back in the water. <laughs> I got my body beached whale ready. And that's yeah, about- I know. Like, there's a whole team of people. Heave. Oh, let's get this guy back in the water. No, but, uh, but yeah. the I'm a uh, person, damn yeah. you. Stop trying to push me back. It's the third time this week. You can never get out. Um, but yeah, I, I just wonder if they're like you know, because because the, the summer is the sexy months. Like summer is the is the sexy time. Or oh, you sure. just like like yeah. there's like you know short short pants, and the the girls get a chance to see the guys with their shirt off. In the in the in the winter, you're just fucking so clothed. There's nothing to see. It's just like a big lumps and it, like amorphous shapes under large piles of clothing that move right. around. It's like I am vaguely humanoid. I also <laughs> yeah. am vaguely humanoid. Would you like to shed nine layers of clothing before we reach skin? No. Let's have hot chocolate instead. Yeah, exactly. It. It's like way. That's way too much effort. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's the end of the world as we know it. Yeah, I, this is another. Uh, you know, this is this is just the beginning though, because we're in January, and this is not going to stop, Tom, until December. What is it, twenty first, the know. solstice or whatever? It's fantastic. The equinox, one of those. They're gonna they're, they're gonna keep going until until the the twenty first, and then they're gonna just gonna keep going after that too. I mean, this is not going to stop. No, but yeah, is, right. No kidding. Twenty twelve is not going to mark the end of a. Yutz is declaring the apocalypse. That's for fucking sure. Yeah. You know, this group, the Worldwide Church of God, um, from the article, it, 
back in in the seventies, um, they also believed that Jesus Christ was going to return to Earth. They were wrong. These guys are wrong all the time, anyway. Yeah, um, well, but they had strict tithing rules that left people destitute. How do you still have parishioners if you're just like, yeah, he's coming back, and then he doesn't come back, and they're just like, oh yeah, but we don't need evidence, <laughs> right? <laughs> right, like, give me all your money, but I'll be poor. Don't worry, God's coming. He doesn't want you. Okay, well, here's all my money. Where's your God? Uh, he called in sick. 2012. Be you back. better believe her. I'll make you die of cancer. <laughs> well, that's the other thing. He says that. Like, yeah, if you, you know, mock and don't believe, you just die of the cancer. Looks like that's what we're got Hitchens, for- actually. <laughs> A lot of people don't know that. <laughs> he totally mocked this guy. We're fucked, by the way. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> enjoy no kidding. Your, enjoy your, your cancerous years. I'm like, I'm, I'm like Mr. Burns. I figure I have such a... A host of problems at this point that they all are in a delicate balance. Yeah. If any one of them is cured, it'll send me tipping over yeah, the edge. Yeah, you're fucked at that point. Yeah. So what's what's one more cancerous lesion? This is the only time we're ever going to be able to say this, but you heard it here first. Last episode, I think it was, maybe the episode prior, I can't remember, we covered this nonsense story about uh, President Obama going to Mars as a teenager from a crackpot website full of kooks. Seems likely. Yeah. <laughs> the Mars White House. Said, didn't he time travel too, though? He did. Wasn't well, there I, some time traveling going? I don't know if he time traveled, but he definitely met some chrononauts. <laughs> Love that term. Chrononaut. Chrononauts. Oh, man. I am from the distant, recent, <laughs> past, future. Not that distant. The distant future, the year 2000. <laughs> <laughs> I look at this website, and the first thing I think, if you scroll down on this website, and you, there's a movie, right? And it looks like there's this circle, and I looked at this, and I'm just like, I'm like, is that a globe? Jesus, look at the size of Florida. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't even know. I didn't watch the movie, so I, I, didn't, I didn't watch bother. it either. Because it would mean that I would have to take this seriously. Yeah, this that is, is this not is, going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> That's not. But the going CIA to took it seriously enough to deny it. Like, the White House came out. The White House. The what are the? <laughs> what, are a, you trolling? Are you listening to cognitive dissonance? I love that the president's like. I, I just want the American people to know that I was not a chrononaut. <laughs> right. Listen, uh, President Obama, if if you're listening to the show, fucking friend us on Facebook. Yeah, no kidding, right? What the fuck? Give us an endorsement. Jesus, lazy bastard. I'm too busy running the country. So, Cecil, this next story, um, you know, we've talked about the ultra-Orthodox Jews um, in Israel and how they're fucking insane before. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a result of their insanity, uh, women are being excluded from, you know, the fronts of buses and, you know, dignity. Um, they're also being excluded, it turns out, from uh, this, what is this, uh, what is it It's called? a gynecological conference. Yeah. A, a, a conference about their own bits, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we can't just, have you there. We're going to talk about your junk. Yeah. You can't go. What? That's what? my junk. <laughs> what I love, I was reading this, and the, the thing that caught my attention were the topics. Um, 
how to, the topics were ovary implants, how to choose a suitable contraceptive pill, and intimacy during rocket attacks. I saw that. Like, <laughs> I, was holy like, shit. I was like, at first I was like, rocket attacks. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, you know, actually, most of my sexual experience are like rocket attacks. <laughs> you know, they're over really quickly, although although you really can't say that they're, they're much of a bang at all, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Disastrous short bursts of activity. <laughs> Collateral damage everywhere. <laughs> and largely ineffective. <laughs> that, is, that is an awesome topic. I would love to just be a fly on the wall and hear that intimacy during rocket attacks. Right. How does that proposition go anyway? So, baby. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's just my love for you, baby. Yeah. That's just my love for you. Yeah. That's my heart beating. You, hear, you feel that? You feel that? Put your hand on my chest. No, 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 baby. That's the rubble of my love. That's the rubble of my love, baby. You know, I also like that women can't go, and one of the topics is how to choose a suitable contraceptive pill. Yeah. Right? <laughs> women are allowed in the audience. They're just allowed separate from men. They're not allowed to speak. That's what the key. They're not allowed to speak, and the, the women and men have to be in separate parts of the audience. That is outrageous. They're not allowed to speak? <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's like you're in fucking boarding school. Right. It's like, who's got the bits? <laughs> yeah. I got the bits. Uh, no talking from you. But I know yeah, all about them. They're not allowed them. to speak at all. Yeah. Have them. I've I've been using them. Mine. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll tell you how to better use oh, your own man. bits. Oh, jeez, it's like fucking. I can't believe an entire like sect of religion is like fucking preschool. I, no kidding, like, right? The boys over here, girls over here. Okay, so the cooties section is in the back. I've just sucked one year of your life away. What did this do to you? Tell me. And remember, this is for posterity, so be honest. How do you feel? So, see, so this next article, um, we've been talking about this for years. Um, On our previous show, Everyone's a Critic, we've been talking about um, Guantanamo Bay. We've been talking about um, the extraordinary rendition and torture and the indefinite detention um, we've been talking about it now ever since they began doing it, really, on this show. And um, an article came out in the New York Times Sunday Review. It was written by uh, a gentleman who had been sent to Guantanamo Bay. Um, and he spent seven years of his life locked up. Seven years of his life locked up for no good reason at all. He was finally let go. He's living in France. It's a heartbreaking article. It really is, and it's it's one of those things, Tom, that when, when we talked about it before, we said, these people that are imprisoned could be just as innocent as mm-hmm. you or I. They didn't do anything. They could just – somebody could have said something to someone, oh, this person. And they might – you know, sometimes they don't even need a name. They're just like, oh, it's the person who works here. And you could just, you know, by association of having been a place – could suddenly get swept away and taken off. And people initially were just like, oh, that doesn't happen. It doesn't happen to normal people. It only happens to, you know, the people who who get tortured and get, you know, basically spend uh, an immense amount of time at Guantanamo basically deserve it. That right. was the opposition's yep. point. They basically deserve it. You know, whether or not they're going to do something or are planning to do something, these are bad people that probably deserve it. And I think that's how a lot of people go to sleep at night. They just think, oh, you know, it's fine because they deserve it. But this guy... 
He didn't deserve anything. And he spent seven years of his life, like really formative years in his child's development, away from his children, away from his family, not able to contact them even, not able to make a phone call. His letters were ridiculously censored. He was put through torture, obvious torture. When you read the article, you're just like, yeah, that's torture. And there's shit he doesn't even want to talk about in it. Yeah, it's it's all the reasons you think it's a bad idea to suspend the civil rights and the human rights of other people just because you're in what we would call extraordinary times, right? Um, it's, it's a horrifying idea. Imagine for a moment being removed from your job, your ability to, to support your family, your ability to have relationships with friends and family. Imagine how bad that would be for a month. Imagine the devastation right. it would wreak. It would, it would wreak a lot of havoc on most people's lives to be just fucking taken and nobody knows where you're at and nobody knows where you're gone and to have no contact and to not know why you're getting taken and to have done nothing at all wrong, nothing at all. And imagine that now, you know, times seven years, you emerge as a different person. I don't care who you are. You come out, you're a different person. And I don't think it's, it's to most people's benefit when they, when they walk out those doors. And, you know, this article also makes a point, which has been a problem for a long time, that we, we've got a fair number of people that uh, we're willing to let go. But now there's nowhere to, give, no, no, nowhere to send them. You know, we, we pick up these uh, foreign nationals and they're, you know, from Yemen and they're from Syria and they're from, you know, other countries which, which we would consider hostile. And so you can't just say, well, we opened the door. You're in Cuba, so I guess swim home. You got to yeah. send them somewhere. Well, where are you going to send them? You can't send some of these people back to their country of origin, and it won't be safe for them anymore. So they just get held even longer. Their detention, and we know we've got people. I mean, this is, this is a known fact. We know we have people that we know didn't do shit. And we're just like, well, we can't even send you home now. You just fucking ruined your life, ruined your family's life. The idea that that Guantanamo exists is such an affront to the American ideals Absolutely. that it's that it's it's so shocking that people just don't want to think it exists or just they want to pass it off. But you've got to remember that people are there and that people are being that people that don't deserve to be there. You know, first off, I personally don't think anybody really deserves to be there anyway. I think, you know, you should be able to run people through a a system wherein you find out the information that they have in a reasonable amount of time and you either charge them or you let them go because that's how the system's supposed to work. And that's how it works for us. At least that's how we think it should work for us, although with NDAA, who the fuck knows, and then – uh, it should. That's how it should work with other people that we deal with in the world. It should. We shouldn't have a different standard. And when we do, we we sully the idea of what America is. And it's a, it's a, it's it's completely embarrassing that such a thing even exists. So, see, so this next story is from Jezebel. Um, <clears throat> generous governor pardons men who murder their wives. <clears throat> Mississippi Governor um, Haley Barber. Um, now, there's a long tradition of uh, governors, I guess this is a long tradition, using inmates as basically servants in the governor's mansion. I I can't even imagine how this is a tradition because it, it strikes me as such an unbelievably bad idea that to ensconce <laughs> this with tradition, you know, to be like, huh, 
the last guy did that. That really worked out for him. And then at the end of your term, you pardon your indentured servants. I mean, your your prisoners' servants. Your indentured (laughs) servants. Your serfs. And uh, right. (laughs) So when these sharecroppers are done, (laughs) you let them go and. Oh man! Uh, hunt them down with yeah, dogs they, in the woods. When they're, is, when they're finished in when they're finished in your fiefdom, right? Exactly. Then, yeah. like, well, I'm done <laughs> tilting my lance, so I will just uh, go ahead and. So, this guy did. You know, he pardons a bunch of inmates, um, but several of the inmates were murderers, and they weren't just murderers; they were murderers that like killed their wives and girlfriends. Now I know what you're thinking, but they were just women. They're just yeah, they're just women. Doesn't matter, right? What? Well, okay, so I uh, for a for a living, I I would never choose to be around a murderer, and that's if they were paying me money, right? If they were paying me a money to be around murderers, I would probably choose not to be around murderers. If I had any other job choice available to me, why on earth would you be like, yeah, I would like to have my servants be murderers? Wait, you can't be like, do they have their own fucking patrolman who stands next to them the entire time so they don't murder you? These are convicted murderers. Yeah, there's not a whole lot more trust to betray than when you stand in front of a woman and you say, I do. And then you murder them. Yeah, then you fucking shoot them in the face. Right. You're like, oh, I guess till death do us part. So, ow! <laughs> this is a terrible fucking idea. And then the, the, the fucking pardoning thing. It's just like, it's, it, it is totally like old times. It's just like fucking like, I give you pardon, <laughs> sir. <laughs> like fucking for real. Like you're going to give somebody part. Like. Didn't they go through a fucking legal process for a reason just to have some fucking, like, giant-faced fucking dude who's so fat his chin is wrinkled? He's going to be like, yeah, it's cool. I fucking run the show here. You could fucking let those murderers go. Isn't the whole pardoning system proof that our justice system is broken? Yeah. Right? I mean, you wouldn't need it if the—so if if you're a defender of of executions— of capital punishment, you've got to get, you've got to just say, well, there's no more pardoning because you only need to pardon people if you say, well, we got to, you know, I mean, this fucking system is not working. We got to put, we got to give some individual the authority, the supreme fucking papal-like authority (laughs) from on fucking high to overrule the system and the appeals process to just say, fuck it all. Here I am. The governator, you go free. Hasta la vista, baby. Like, get out. It's such a bizarre concept. Such a bizarre. And it, murderers. What you in for? Murder. You know the worst thing that you could do to anyone else? Yeah, I did that. Can't, can't really. Yeah, but who'd you murder? Oh, it's just my wife. Oh, fuck it. Come on it's in. It's all good. Is that the, yeah. Fold the linen, stupid. It's a good thing they got pardoned because that dude was going to eat him. I mean, like, just look at him. <laughs> Maybe it was a mercy. Yeah, exactly. Maybe Sweeney Todd there was feeling a little hungry. 
Now I just pray over this equipment. We speak over the PowerPoint presentations, the, all of the video projectors, and we say, devil, we know what you love to do in meetings like this. And we say, you will not, in Jesus' name, you will not prevent this message from going out. No microphone problems in Jesus' name. This next story is from the new civil rights movement. Um, and the, the title of it, I think, is perfect. Christian extremists rewrite the Constitution, and you're not in it. And I, you know, I took a look at it, and I'm not in it. <laughs> yeah, you mm-hmm. totally aren't. Not in this. Yeah. This is uh, this is crazy. This is a declaration of American values. Um, these are not my values, Cecil. Are these your values? I don't, I don't know anyone whose values even come close to matching this. This is like, I mean, honestly, this is like some Michigan militia sort it of. It really shit. is. This is uh, this this whole ten points. You should read number um, five. I think. I think number five is probably the one that that most people would have some objection with. To secure the moral dignity of each person, acknowledging that obscenity, pornography, and indecency debase our communities, harm our families, and undermine morality and respect. Therefore, we promote enactment and enforcement of laws to protect decency and traditional morality. Who's tradition? Mm, morality polices, yeah. I guess. Well, yeah, yeah, and and you know, there's there's there are places in the world where there is such a thing. I wouldn't want to yeah. live in those places. Oh, not it's not a it's not a, something that you would want if you were a decent, reasonable human being. You just say, hey, you know, the thing is that the thing that, that kills me about this is that you you have to understand if you are even the most cursory student of history that you know values and morals change over time, right? And there's no such thing. This whole idea, I've been listening to all these debates recently, like Hitchens debating a whole bunch of uh, religious fuckwits, and they all come back to this idea of absolute moral, absolute morality. And that's such a nonsensical idea. It has no basis in reality and no basis in history. You know, morality changes. It's a, it's a fluid concept. As we learn more as a society and as a people you know what we what we see as moral and immoral those those things change they're subject to a tremendous amount of change over relatively short periods of time so if you were to take something like this and say well we're just going to ensconce into our laws this kind of uh moral uh policing you're basically fixing your moral values and saying we got it all right as of now well, yeah right as now of we got everything 3000 right. years ago actually yeah well, and that's the truth, right? They just want to go back. They want to fucking roll the stone back. The thing is, is like when you learn about genetics, when you learn about um, sociology, psychology, all the things that, you know, we've got a chance to learn about and understand how people start to work. We don't, you know, we, we scratch the surface really on how we work. Uh, we understand, I think, a lot of things, but there's a lot of things that are left, you know, that are left still to be known. But even with just the stuff that we have now, to look at some of those rules that are in those books from, you know, the, in the Bible and in other, you know, religious texts and things, you just have to laugh. You're like, well, you don't understand. You, you, you had a very cursory understanding of human, uh, human beings and the human condition. Uh, but you didn't understand sort of the makeup of what makes us human. And that's – I think you're completely right when you say that morality has changed. And I think it's changed because we've just gotten smarter and we just understand. We think – I think in ways too we've gotten more compassionate. 
because you look at how things were done back then and look at how they're done now. And I think, you know, as time goes on, you just have to be more compassionate. Well, sure. You know, it's this, it's this Christian idea, though, that we're at an end point of history. You know, I think that you and I, Cecil, believe, and I think rightly so, like you said, that we've just scratched the surface. So that, that tells me that I don't know. I have no way to know the absolute truth of the human condition. I'm not even going to come anywhere near understanding in my lifetime, you know, a fraction of the truth of the human condition. But but one of the things that I understand and I have respect for is the fact that, you know, the 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 human condition and my understanding of the human condition is subject to change. It's subject to growth. It's subject to uh, revision right. as new things are learned about what it is to be human and, 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 and how we function as individuals and as a society. But if you're one of these Christian wackos who believes we're living in the fucking end times, yeah. well, that's it, man. You're at the end point of history. This is it. Yeah, and there's no more new to learn. And and, and it also gets it gives you a chance to look down on the people of this time saying they are base. There's a right. reason why this is ending and it's because they are base and they are immoral. And you can, you know, judge without judging. I'm judging. I'm always judging. <laughs> also these people hate judges. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> they do hate judges. It's right in there just like, yeah, Checks and balances, especially the judiciary. They are fucking crazy. They really are crazy. I love the I love the guns part. Oh, the guns too, one is like, don't awesome. take my guns. It's like yeah, and you're supposed to have guns, but it's like yeah, I, take- I love the article too because they're like, how pro life is it when they fucking outlaw abortion and allow guns? <laughs> right. <laughs> What's you know? I also like the idea that they even put it in there that this sort of antiquated notion that it's there to protect my liberty. Yeah. Really. Yeah. <laughs> Really, what are my shotguns going to do against the U.S. Fucking Army? F-16, baby. I will knock F-16 down with my shotgun. I'm used to hitting right, stuff like, flying. I'm fine. The, the stealth bombers. Yeah. <laughs> like, not only do I not see them, I couldn't even have, even if I had a fucking radar tower and an anti-aircraft gun, I would be no better off. Yeah. Even if I were, let's say, as well-armed as I rap. Lucky thing you have a shotgun. <laughs> Right. Yeah. What am I going to do? I got a 12 gauge shark car in my house. Yeah. Lucky yeah, thing. Yeah. That's great to protect me against like ducks. Yeah, actually, protect me against small, small birds and waterfowl. <laughs> like, if America's ever overrun <laughs> the duck the army. Duck, <laughs> There's right. a bunch of geese that are coming at us. We're going to fucking win that shit. Hands down. You're going to poop on my lawn. That's about the worst thing they're going to do. In the name of Jesus, we speak that. So CNN's belief blog had a, uh, a report about a survey, Cecil. American Protestant pastors overwhelmingly <laughs> reject the theory of evolution. They're evenly split on whether the earth is 6,000 years old. 74% of them, Cecil, believe that Adam and Eve... <laughs> Adam and Eve were actual people. They were real people. They were real people. Hello, nice to yeah. meet you. My name is Adam. No people before. So no people. come here often. <laughs> and, and and what that says though too is that they believe they believe that like 
Adam was like made out of clay and then God like breathed life into like the things that you have to believe to believe that Adam and Eve are real people. It's uh, it's fucking off the scale. I mean, it really is off the scale to believe that Adam and Eve actually existed and were real people means that you have to believe so much other utter tripe from the Bible that that you really I don't I don't understand how you actually can function in reality. Dude, that's three quarters Protestants make up the majority of the religion. I mean, the majority of, of, of Christians in this country. Right. Three quarters of the leaders of that majority are like, yeah, Genesis. Oh, literal. Yeah. Yeah. Never mind. There's two creation stories in the book. I know there's like two specific creation <laughs> stories. You're just like, mm, which one? I don't know. Both of them. But they're mutually exclusive. You can only have one origin. That's the nature of origins. Well, one of the things, too, when they say the young earth creationists, um, they say 6,000 years old. They were asked whether the earth is approximately 6,000 years old. 46% uh, percent agreed compared to 43% who disagreed. If 73% think Adam and Eve are real people, I wonder if some of those people actually think the earth is younger. Oh, my God. Don't even. I think I think they I, might think I wouldn't. I would not be surprised if someone out there, some religious kook out there, or many religious kooks out there, have a different number than six thousand, and it might even be younger. Well, I've only been alive for let's see, thirty-four years. I know for sure I have a dad. I mean, yeah. like, really, really? Wow. That's crazy. This the numbers on this are just insane. This is why American science and education. Is fucking doomed yeah. right now. Oh yeah, fucking doomed. I mean, these these yahoos are standing in front of them. They're standing at a pulpit, and they're yelling at everybody. Wow, here's some shit that's true. Adam and Eve, actual people. Okay. Thanks for playing our game. <laughs> you got to believe in well, Noah, too. Like how he's like got his back up against the like the elephant's ass and he's trying to push it in the fucking ark. You know, no, you got to get in there. We put in the biggest stuff last. <laughs> right. And he's like, come on. I'm 600 years old already. 600 years old. <laughs> I'm fucking tired. Oh, man. That is awesome. It takes a long time to build a giant boat. 600 years old. That is fucking awesome. Yeah. 600-year-old well, man. That's, a, that's how, you know, you know that natural remedies work, right? Is that people used to live to be 600. That really, it's all ginkgo biloba. Yeah. That's, <laughs> We're eating it, a lot of was, garlic back then. And apple cider vinegar. Apple cider vinegar. <laughs> We can actually, if we find him, he's so well preserved. Yeah, he's from fine. All the he's, he's probably apple still cider. alive. What are you kidding me? Yeah, no. <laughs> it's only been a mere 6,000 years, Tom. If anybody has not, yeah, right? Yeah. If anybody hasn't read uh, God is Not Great, when he talks about Moses, it's fucking genius. It's, it's, it's awesome when he talks about Moses because he's like the. I guess the the narrative shift, you know, the narrative perspective in that portion of the Bible just keeps shifting where it's like, well, this is actually written by Moses. And he's like, yeah, but it's in the third person. <laughs> it's like Bob Dole writing his own autobiography. <laughs> Bob Dole knows fucking Bob Dole. Fucking Deion Sanders is writing his own fucking <laughs> – let me tell you what Deion Sanders likes. <laughs> but you're Deion Sanders. But that's so confusing. <laughs> Well, if you want to be further confused and uh, let us know all about your confusion, we've got a variety of ways you can contact us. You can harass us on Facebook. 
You can find us on Twitter. You can send us messages via email or telephone. We'll give you all the information that you need right now to get in touch with us, and then we'll piss you off for another half hour or so after the break. You can email these assholes at dissonance.podcast at gmail.com. For more information on this or any other episode, visit the Cognitive Dissonance website, dissonancepod.com. Like our show on Facebook to join in the conversation. Just search for Cognitive Dissonance in Facebook or go to our website for the link. You can converse with us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at dissonance underscore pod. Help us out by retweeting and reposting our shows. You can call us and leave us a message at 740-74-DOUBT. That's 740-743-6828. Long distance rates apply. Your help is fucking greatly appreciated. Well, nothing like coming back from a break to the most depressing story possible, Cecil. Right. Um, this is a uh, story out of Eurotopics. Um, Spanish bishop legitimates rape. Um, I, I, I almost fell out of my chair when I read this thing. Um, Archbishop of Granada, Javier Martinez, said in his Christmas sermon. <laughs> That's the thing that got me too. I was like, Merry Christmas. Oh, Christmas tree. Oh, now we've got to talk about <laughs> raping a woman. Now we got to talk about abortion and he rape. He says it's acceptable for women who have had an abortion to be raped. And it, I, I can't even, the reasoning um, is. A woman who has an abortion gives a man absolute license to abuse her body without restrictions because she has committed a sin as if she had a right to do so. Now, I'm no fan of the Catholic Church, but I cannot imagine how this is in keeping with mainstream Catholic principles. How does this guy not get fired? I don't understand this, Cecil. I really genuinely don't. It's such a it's such an outrageously cruel, misogynist, simple-minded, vicious thing to say. This wouldn't be uh, even notable if this wasn't somebody people look right. to for guidance. You know, this is somebody who stands in front of people every week and gives a sermon. And you know, if he's an archbishop, he probably doesn't do it every week. He probably only does it on Christmas and Easter. And Jesus, man, fucking your Christmas and Easter must suck if you go no to this kidding. guy's church. Oh, damn. Um, what is he going to talk about on Easter? You know, just like it's cool that fucking, you know, be yeah, a pedophile. No kidding, like, right? what, I mean, I, I don't know what else you're going to talk about that's more disgusting than this. Like Hitler was right. Like I don't understand what you're going to talk about. But but really this is a guy that people look to for guidance. And if this is the case, um He's he's basically telling the people that are following him that it's cool if you rape somebody who's had an abortion. What if you just thought they had an abortion and you raped him? Are you still okay? Yeah, then? Well, if you had, you have to show evidence that you thought. I mean, it's it's an awful. This guy's an archbishop. He's not like he's not some low level crackpot. Sure, sure, he's not. You know, yeah. this is this is like you know he's like the branch manager, man. Yeah. <laughs> he's the district what the manager. Fuck? This is a terrible human being. He's assistant. He's assistant to the regional manager. <laughs> he's not actually Dwight the Catholic Church. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for fuck's sake, this guy is not excommunicated. This guy's not kicked out. I don't know how you say shit like this. I don't know how you say I shit like either. this and get away with it. It's I really outrageous. Don't. Out fucking outrageous. And and those crimes that get committed and that are justified with this, they're on his fucking head. You, know, you, you want an argument about morality? an argument like oh well you know you gotta morality stems from god morality stems from from a higher power from a transcendent being 
Didn't fucking work for your archbishop. Uh, you know, I, I think it's about envy. I think it's about class warfare. I think when you have a president encouraging the idea of dividing America based on 99% versus 1%, uh, and those people who have been most successful will be in the 1%, uh, you've, you've opened up a whole new wave of approach to this country, which is uh, entirely uh, inconsistent with the concept of one nation under God. Mitt Romney, um, definitely at this point, I think we could say the front runner in the GOP race for the nomination. And uh, he had some interesting things to say about uh, economic equality, Cecil. Basically said, you're just jealous. Yeah, it's, he's, bo- he's boiling it down to envy. What, I, what, what people have condensed the message to sort of like the Occupy Wall Street and that 99% ideal, they've condensed the message down into, you want my money. That's right. what they keep saying. You want my money. I, I made it and you want what I have. Uh, but that's not it at all. What what they want is the ninety nine percent want the one percent to pay their fair share. Like that's not that's a different concept than break down all the wealth of the fucking wealthy and split it amongst us. But it seems like that's what they keep on bringing back to the fore. They keep on saying, "Oh, well, they're just envious. They just envy all this money." And then also to say like like class warfare when you use those term when they use that terminology they're making a specific reference to socialist ideals and that's not what it's about it's not about class warfare i don't think there's a there's not any part of me that wants to have a war on the 1% i just want them to fucking pay their fair share of taxes it's a way to reframe the argument um and not an honest way to reframe the argument um and i think that you know Mitt Romney is he's definitely in the 1% he's actually in the you know, I saw an article. He's yeah. like the point zero 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 one. Yeah, he's in the highest, the highest percent. level. One of three thousand, one of the most three thousand rich people in the country. Of course, one of the richest people in the country doesn't think there's anything wrong with the economic system in the country. Um, sure, of course, sure. that's not a surprise. I mean, it's an, if you're surprised, you're dim. Um, that's not a surprise, but. To suggest there's not even a conversation there worth having, I think is what bothers me most. I think that's really what, you know, here's, here's somebody who's going to lead us 99%. And you don't even want to engage the conversation? I mean, why, why would we vote for you? Why would the most of us who you need to vote for you vote for you? Why would we want you to yeah. represent us, to lead us, to be our, our, uh, our, our figurehead to the world, to help us make decisions when you don't even want to converse with us about the economic disparity that exists and has is, is, is always existed but is continuing to grow in our country and is causing some fucking problems? I mean, you can't pretend that there's not a conversation worth having there. Even if you disagree, you know, he says... Um, I think it's fine to talk about those things in quiet rooms and discussions about tax policy and the like. Quiet rooms? I think people are tired of being quiet. God has no place within these walls, just like facts have no place within organized religion. So the great state of Indiana, Cecil, is introducing legislation, it's introducing a bill um, to allow the Lord's Prayer to be required by public schools. Not just allowed, it's allowing it to be required by public schools. I, I don't even understand why these things, uh, this is going to get shut down. I have to think this is going to get shut yeah. down. 
it's so blatantly in violation of the separation of church and state. I don't understand why these lawmakers keep pushing forward these bills that have no hope, no hope of making it into into uh, action. Yeah, I don't understand it either. I'm going to read directly. This is from Addicting Info. Uh, addictinginfo.org is what the name of the site is. And uh, I'm going to read what they're quoting. So this is this is the bill. In order that each student recognize the importance of spiritual development in establishing character and becoming a good citizen, the governing body of a school corporation or the equivalent authority of a charter school may require the recitation of the Lord's Prayer at the beginning of each school day. The prayer may be recited by a teacher, a student, or the class of students. Like really? Like the Lord's Prayer, the Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's what you say. That doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. (laughs) It's a fucking useless bit of fucking repetition that means nothing. I thought so until a moment ago when you just read when you just when you just recited the Lord's Prayer to me. And then I immediately became a better citizen. Nothing in it. Just by hearing it. It's useless bit of fuck. It's like fucking now I lay me down to sleep. (laughs) It means nothing. It doesn't make you a good citizen because you fucking recognize there's a Lord. Well, at what point are you going to hear the Lord's Prayer and say, huh, I hadn't thought of it that way. Give me a break. You know, it's not not, not a prayer that inspires you to uh, pause and consider. It's a prayer that's an affirmation of an existing faith. Right. It'd be awfully awkward to be sitting in that class as a Muslim, a Jew, a Hindu, an atheist. I mean, it's just, it's more of this freedom of my religion. Right. Nonsense. It's like saying the fucking Nicene Creed in fucking class. <laughs> like, like really, like, yeah, we are one church, and I don't even know the Nicene Creed, but it's like that, the idea of the Nicene Creed is that we, they basically reaffirm their their uh, their religion through the church. They basically say, we believe in one church. That's how it starts. We believe in one church. We believe in, you know, these sorts of things. The church, we basically, they're saying, we believe in the governance of the church. Like that's, who cares? The Lord's Prayer, who cares? None of it is useful. I think the best thing that the Lord Prayer does is, at the end, it says something like, you know, like, give us our stay our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So that's how the Lord's Prayer ends. Again, none of that shit makes any, like, is even worthwhile except for, like, forgive people. Like, that's the only thing I get out of the Lord's Prayer. When you, when you actually recite it, the only thing I get is, you know, you should probably forgive people. And hopefully they'll forgive you. Like, that's the only thing. Then just say that. Just be like, you know... You guys should be more forgiving in your life, and hopefully they'll be – people will forgive you more. And just fucking call it a fucking day. Yeah, or just leave the moral policing to parents. Yeah, exactly, right? Exactly. Like even that, even that is like – is I think in, in – it's, sort of, it's sort of overstepping a bound. You know, you're saying – you know, that somehow school is supposed to teach my kid to be moral. I don't think so. No, it's not. School's mm-hmm. supposed to fucking open his, open his or her head up and dump some fucking knowledge in there. That's what it's supposed to do. It's not supposed to teach them to be moral. I mean, obviously, you're going to learn ideas of morality at school, but I would not want to rely on school itself to teach my child to be moral. No, of course you wouldn't, Cecil, because you're a reasonable human being. You know, that's the job of parents. It, you, you want your school to behave in a way that is morally guided, right? Sure. You don't want you don't want to be like, well, I dropped my kid off at school and in this school that I dropped him off at there are no rules. 
whatsoever so they can fucking kill and eat each other. It doesn't matter. But that's also a nonsensical <laughs> argument. You know, of course schools are going to have rules to maintain social order and discipline within the classroom. Right. So it's, it's, it's a non-starter. Um, but this idea that you have to have, um, you know, moral teaching within your classroom, fuck that. Which class? In, in reading? In history? In uh, geometry? Which class am I supposed to do this shit in? Because every class that I name doesn't fucking involve morals. I remember going to school and never taking a how to be a decent fucking person class. Because it would be a waste of my time. And it would take time away from learning fucking geometry and history and social studies and economics and civics. And, you know, I mean, like, that's what we're fucking there for. That's what we send our kids to school for. I don't send my kids to school so they can learn somebody else's moral practices. Because, you know, the thing is, man, my moral practices are going to be different than yours. Yeah. And they're going to be different than the neighbor across the street. So why do I want some lowest common denominator moral bullshit fed to me by an institution? And we should be offended at this very idea. This, as parents, we should be offended. This takes our autonomy, our agency, to teach children the moral values that we value in our own home. It takes that away. And it yep. supplants them. So I should look at this and say, no way, fuck that. You know, if I, if I want the kid to say the Lord's fucking prayer seven times a day, he's going to do it because I'm going to teach him to do that shit. And I'm going to teach him to do that shit right. And I mean, that's going to come from home. And when he goes to school, no one's going to be able to stop him from saying it. No one's going to try. It's just that they're not going to open up the football game with it. And they're not going to open graduation ceremonies with it. They're not going to lead with a big impersonal top-down prayer. Okay, I'm down with that. Teach him some fucking arithmetic. And, and the prayer, like, I, I just keep coming back to the idea that that prayer fucking says nothing. It doesn't. Like, give us this day our daily bread. Who gave it to you? Oh. Who? Was it fucking God came down no, dude, it's and was like, here's lady. your fucking daily bread? <laughs> here's your daily fucking bread. <laughs> One bread, please. <laughs> you fucking break. Do you solemnly swear to tell the truth, all truth, and nothing but the truth? Why don't you answer him? He's talking big like mine. I don't know what he's saying. He's asking you if you swear. No, but I know all the words. He's asking you if you'll swear to tell the truth. Truth is stranger than fiction, Judgey Wuddy. This <laughs> this next story, believe it or not, is from ABC News. Um, police investigating woman for violating adultery law. This is in Arizona. Evidently, a lot of states, from reading this article, a lot of states still have on their books um, laws that make it illegal to engage in adultery. And this dude is, like, trying to press charges against his wife <laughs> for sleeping around. You just need to let, let it go, man. Well, let me just say, like, you know what I really like is that fucking the funds of Arizona are going into fucking investigating your wife's fucking screwing around on you. Like people are taxpayer money because they said at the at the end of the article, it says they uh, they said that the investigation will be finished next week. So they've been spending time on this investigation. They've been spending time and them spending time is you spending money. On this investigation. Like, for real, that's where we're at. And also, at the end of the article, it says, in Michigan, adultery is classified as a felony. I saw that. 
A felony. But you have a felony on your record. Felony. It's like I got drunk at the Christmas party and now I can't vote. Newt Gingrich would be a felon. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that's actually a good point. It's it's a good thing he's not from Michigan. Yeah, it's not, it's a good thing his wife didn't call the cops on him if they were in Arizona. Right. I wonder, like, is it is it where the adulterous act took place or is yeah. it where your marriage is registered? McCain would be a felon. Like, like there's so many, like, like Republicans, like top Republicans that would be – and Democrats. And Democrats like, let's not, let's not – yeah, let's, yeah, let's not uh, – you know, it doesn't matter. But it's like like a lot of people in, in – uh, in Congress, hell, a lot of people in the United States. It's adultery. It's not. This is more. This is another example, though. That that moral policing bullshit. Like it's adultery. That's private. That's a private business. It's a private right. affair. I don't want to spend my money to pay for, look for somebody who was like, like having an adulterous affair. Like that's not a good use of tax dollars. Right. Well, imagine it. Right. Like we got to send her to jail. Send him to jail. Why? We had sex with somebody that wasn't me. I don't care. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, how You're the that... best 911 operator ever. Right. I don't care. Right. I'm on fire. I don't care. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I could take a real phone call. Right. right exactly. Now. Yeah. You know, you're the cops. I can't even believe you're investigating this. <laughs> Next week, they're going to finish. That means it's an ongoing investigation. She's probably hot and they just want to catch her in the act. Yeah. <laughs> This is totally an opportunity for us to use all this cool spy gear to watch this chick have sex. And the woman is even making fun of it. Yeah. Tracy Banks told a television station everyone thinks her husband's pursuit to have her prosecuted is funny. Because it is funny. Because this is like this is like uh, some some Sharia bullshit. I don't understand that shit at all. Taxpayer dollars, man, right there. Just let it go, old boy. Let it go. You know, <laughs> if you hold something in your hand. <laughs> free. Oh, oh my man. God. Yeah, uh, she's freed Willie already, bro. So. We, Lord, we just asked it to be covered with the blood of Jesus. Open hearts, Lord. Open hearts. So this next story is from BBC News. Um German priest admits 280 counts of sexual abuse. Now, I don't think that's even the story. At this point, we can't even cover all. I mean, we do the show once a week, but we can't even cover all the all the uh, right. clergy that get caught in sex scandals. The thing that, that galls me the most about this story um, is his attitude. Um, he, this is a quote. It was never my impression that the children did not consent. That the children did not consent. You know, Germany's not a fucking third world country here where people don't understand, like, basic fundamental human rights. It's fucking, it's Western Europe. Children can't consent to sexual activity. When asked in court if he was a pedophile, he replied, according to local newspaper Braunschweiger Zeitung, it would be wrong to say no, but to say yes would also fall short of the truth. Well, these are obviously boys because it says he would give the boy presents, blah, blah, blah. It says boy, okay? Um, and he would abuse him. It says occur three times a weekend. This, this, this guy, uh, he's, he, he doesn't think he did anything wrong. He doesn't think that this is a wrong thing. But yet these are people who don't think that you know homosexuals should, be, uh, should have unions. But it's okay to molest a child. Like it's this guy in his own brain thinks it's okay to molest a boy child. 
Right. That doesn't, I, I, I'm not fucking cognitive dissonance. I mean, Jesus, there it is. Well, you know, the thing is, he just wanted to have sex with a nine-year-old boy. That's what he wanted to do. And, and any excuse for that behavior he's going to find because he's a pedophile. And to, to pretend, to pretend for a moment that he didn't think that this was wrong. Again, here's the problem. We, we don't cover stories on this show of, you know, pedophile does awful act. We cover them when they're leaders of people, when they're religious leaders. Right. Because this guy stands in a position of moral authority over his parishioners and, you know, presumably gives sermons telling people how to live a life, a moral life, how to, how to achieve, you know, a, a, an afterlife, a beneficial afterlife. Hey, you know, there's certain rules. And he fucks nine-year-old boys, nine years old. We're talking about a fourth grader. That's fucking horrific, man. And he doesn't. And he's going to try to say, well, you know, they. It's not that they didn't consent. They're nine. They're nine. We don't let nine-year-olds do lots of things. <laughs> they enter into binding contracts with people, right? right? You don't let you don't let a nine-year-old sign a contract. You, you can't even let them join the fucking CD club. Yeah. You know, you can't even let him, like, join Columbia House. Yeah, I, I can't believe that he would say something like, I don't think it's that – I don't think I did any harm is what he actually said. I don't think I did any harm. Mm, no, I'm sure – I'm no, sure I, when they're all yeah, grown up. I'm sure up, there's some harm gone and, and the, some harm doing was done there, bro. They're going to look back fondly yeah. on that time when they were molested by a priest. You're going to be like, you know, it was great. Yeah. Playing t-ball. And then that priest – Oh, man. Being a yeah. kid was awesome. Yeah. Terrible human being. Way to sully some poor kid's childhood. Not just a kid either. It's like three of them. Yeah. Well, only 280 counts. Yeah. Yeah. You can count that on one hand if you use that same hand a lot. <laughs> you want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. So, see, so the, the last story is from God discussion again. Um. Christian anti-abortion group says aborted fetuses are used in food taste enhancement tests. And that's making everybody atheists because everybody knows atheists eat babies. So this is perfect. This is a great way for us to make sure that everybody becomes an atheist. Well, bet you can't eat just one. Yeah. Once, <laughs> Once they pop, you can't stop. Um, this is – you know, this – immediately I was reminded of like – like the old, the old school, like, uh, you know, the Jews are poisoning the well. Like the Jews, <laughs> like, bake bread with baby blood and, you know, like yeah. all that sort of, like, anti-Semitic nonsense that was, uh, you know, propaganda. It's like, really? Anti-abortion groups? Nobody eats babies. I mean, look, if you want to have a conversation about, uh, about abortion, about whether you think, you know, that whether you're pro-life or, or, or pro-choice or whatever, you want to have that conversation, that's a conversation worth having. But you can't start out with you eat babies. You eat them like craft Foods. Craft Foods. Pepsi is awesome. Pepsi. Well, you know, I actually have an I have I have accent at home. I have the accent can, but I have next to it I have baby accent. <laughs> and the thing is, is like like it's not actual babies, but it's made to taste like babies. You wouldn't like, believe what they put in baby aspirin. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a hint. It's babies. 
baby aspirins made from babies. Man, this Soylent Green is delicious. Oh, man. This is a way in which to discredit somebody through some fantastic means. And, you know, what's the worst thing that somebody could do? What's the – I mean, cannibalism I think is, you know <laughs> – it's like it's like the most reviled thing that you can do. So they pick the most reviling thing and they say, oh, there you go. They, they fucking eat babies. And, you know, you're eating the babies, too, because they they put them in Pepsi and in fucking mac and cheese. Wait, how finely ground do they have to They've be, gotta be to be in your Pepsi? I wonder if like fetuses taste like roe. Like you're just like. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's delicious, baby. <laughs> Spread some on a whiffer. <laughs> Can you imagine the board meeting, right? Like you're sitting there, you're like, mmm, what do you think of the new great taste of Pepsi? Good. You know what people are really striving for today and what people really love? Babies. And you know what we should do? You've <laughs> always wondered what the babies. secret ingredient in Dr. Pepper was. Yeah. Well, it's baby hearts. <laughs> yes, baby hearts. The reason why we call it Dr. Pepper is we get all of our stuff <laughs> from Dr. the doctor. Pepper's an abortionist. <laughs> Bob, Dr. Pepper! Bob, Dr. Pepper! <laughs> oh, we've reached new lows, I think, here, Tom. Uh, that's saying something, because we start it off really with a fucking is. spade and start digging I, at the beginning I of every know, episode. Man. I'm ashamed. Are you ashamed? You aren't ashamed, you liar. <laughs> if only I could still feel shame. <laughs> Well, see, so we got some great reviews on iTunes. Um, I want to encourage everybody who's listening to the show, um, just do me a favor. Um, like us on Facebook and subscribe to us on iTunes. Um, there's a lot of people, I, I know there's a lot of people that uh, listen at work, that download you know, through Stitcher, that uh, listen off of our website. We appreciate all the ways that you, that you found to listen to this substandard show. Um, <laughs> but subscribing to us on iTunes helps us out. Um, so, I mean, you seriously just have to click a button. It, and it helps us out. The, the reason why it helps us out is because it, it makes it so that our uh, our show gets higher ranked in religion other. So right now we hover, depending on when our episode releases, between, say, 15 and 90 on those, on those ratings. And there are shows that are in those ratings that are like in the tops of those ratings that haven't released stuff since some since November, some since like April of last year. Yeah. Like there's like a fucking Wiccan podcast that the last fucking episode came out like 2010. And it's so sad that our podcast <laughs> is like number 90 and this is like number four. So if you could just uh, subscribe to us on iTunes iTunes then will recalibrate and and it'll lift us up and hopefully more people will see the podcast. It just it just uh, spreads the word a little easier and it's all it is is one click. And the, your ratings really help. Um, I appreciate all the ratings. We've gotten some. Yeah, really we've got great ninety ones, ratings so. in the United States. Ratings all over the place, other from other countries, but n- almost ninety ratings from the United States. We want to thank everybody who's rated us and uh, and we hope that you will rate us in the future. So we got uh, several emails from uh, from Villard. I'm sure I'm mispronouncing your name. I'm sorry. Viard. Viard. <laughs> Actually, the V is a B. It's Billard. It's Billard. <laughs> Villard. Billard sent us an email. Um, now he's from uh, Saint Lucia in the West Indians. Uh, West Indians. West Indies. West Indies. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was just about to go on about how he makes fun of us for not knowing where that's at. <laughs> You can't even pronounce it. 
Oh, that's He's awesome. as Caribbean to you Americans. Um, I didn't know it wasn't the Caribbean <laughs> to anybody but us. I thought that was just the Caribbean. What, what the fuck? <laughs> Why do we have to rename everything? Um, so, so yeah, he sent us several emails, which I really appreciate, with some just crazy stories about some of the nuts stuff that uh, they believe down yonder where he's at. And uh, we appreciate your email and your stories. Um, thank you very much for getting in touch with us and for listening to the show. Um, these sorts of stories, too, remember, you can share them on Facebook. Um, we've got a Facebook page, a fan page. You can go there and, and like us. You can post on the wall um, and engage in discussion. There's been a lot more discussion recently on the page. So uh, you're welcome to find us on Facebook. We'd love to see these kinds of stories um, brought on Facebook. I think our other listeners would really enjoy them as well. Um, Al sent us an email. Um, Al is from the UK. and uh, We know where that is. Yeah, at least I can identify. <laughs> at least I can pronounce U and K properly. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And Al. Yeah. God, am I, I'm in so incompetent. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't pronounce his name. You couldn't pronounce where he was from. So I should have just—I should have just not read the email. We should have just skipped uh, Viad's email completely. Jeez. So ridiculous. I don't even know. If I'm, I'm probably not saying it correctly either. But uh, Al, Al enjoys the show. He sent us so many images, which are all phenomenal. Um, the the very first image, though, that I really like um, that, that he sent is Vermont Catholic, and it's got this. This priest and he's wearing the whole priest outfit with the fucking Phelous hat and you know the whole nine yards, and he's got an altar boy bent down in front of him. He's resting his hands on his head, and it is just oh, it looks as awesome. dirty as you think. It's fantastic, <laughs> just fantastic. So we we thank you very much, Al, for uh, listening to the show and uh, for sending us the the image. Um, I'm probably going to use one of these images for this episode, actually. Oh, so. God. Yeah, that, that's not the one of my of favorites, and I think is probably is going to be on there. Is the little it's the it's the stick the silhouettes holding hands, and it says "caution: the Pope is coming." <laughs> I, saw this, I laughed out loud. That shit was awesome. I'm, I'm probably going to use that one for this episode. So thank you, Al. Thanks for sending everything. We really appreciate it. And uh, we also got an email from P. Um, he gave his last name, only his first initial, so I don't want to give his last name out there. Um, we kind of went back and forth a little bit with uh, with P. He took us to task. Um, I'm going to read uh, directly from the initial email. Um, Sometimes I think you guys are a little mean when it's not warranted, but overall, the campings and Westboros deserve what they get. Um, seriously, you guys are offended by Obozo's welfare monopoly game. The poor are just as fair game as Christians, the rich, Democrats, and Republicans. Grab some Vagisil and use it until the whining stops. Can't believe you would whine about that. Okay, fair enough. Mm. So I responded privately to the email, um, and uh, I got another email from P um, just uh, yesterday, and uh, a little more, a little more detail as to his uh, views regarding the poor. Cecil, I have no intention of uh, mocking the poor. Yeah, I don't, I, that's not that's not this show. Um, if you're looking for a show that's going to mock the poor, uh, Rush Limbaugh has a show. I think that's daily. I, th- I um, think so too. That might yeah. be something that you want to listen to. Uh, also at the bottom of your email, I just, you know, just really quickly, you say, uh, you, you say the podcast is great. Thanks. Um, it's not the best out there. Well, you're not the best listener out there, so that's fine. <laughs> um, 
And it says, but I find uh, I find it funny and informative and worth my time to listen. Thanks, P. Thanks for listening. And he says, if I had one real complaint, I'd say that it almost sounds like a Republican bashing p- podcast instead of a skeptical one. At the beginning, we give you a disclaimer, P. It says, uh, this podcast is skeptical and political. There is no welcome mat. So we basically say it is a political podcast when we've started out the episode. And every episode starts with the same thing. So it is a political podcast. And if you're not looking for a political podcast, uh, there's plenty of great skeptical podcasts out there that you could listen to and enjoy. Uh, we thank you for listening, and we, we appreciate the comments when you say your show is great. We're happy uh, that you are a listener. And hopefully, you know, maybe, maybe as you listen, maybe your views will change. Maybe – uh, maybe listening to us, because I do think that listening to the opposite side, especially when it comes to political uh, issues, sometimes can help you broaden your mindset. So maybe uh, listening to us will help you broaden your your horizons and broaden your mindset and maybe get a chance to understand poverty a little deeper than you currently do. So uh, we hope that you keep listening and we really do appreciate the email. We also got an email from Mark. Um, he said he's been devouring skeptic and science podcasts um, since his deconversion. Um, he says our podcast is a goddamn shambles. <laughs> but Thanks, here's why Mark. he loves us. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. You know, Cecil, so I yeah. can't help but notice that we get a lot of, my God. You guys suck. <laughs> but I love you so much. We're like we're like the kid they're just afraid to hit. You know, that what was I mean? actually part it's of my like, wife's wedding vows, you yeah. know. <laughs> You're a shambles. Yeah. I do, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess. yeah. but he, he said he listened to, uh, in three days, 29 episodes. Jesus, he's got to be hearing us in his sleep. <laughs> I don't want to spend that much time yeah, with me. Exactly. I don't want to spend that so much time with me either. But we, we thank you very much for listening, and uh, thank you so much for the email. He says his tiny URL is fully engorged. <laughs> And he couldn't be more that, thankful. I'm glad that joke keeps going. You know, I'm glad that that's a joke. That's good. That's what people are, you know, that's going to be chiseled in our tombstones. Like, that's the one thing that we said. It's a penis uh, reference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got an email from Patrick, too. Uh, Patrick uh, Redmond, who was on our show a couple episodes back. Uh, he's the host of Birmingham Skeptics in the Pub. Uh, podcast, and he's one of the members of Birmingham Skeptics in the Pub in Birmingham, UK. He sent us an email uh, that was basically a copy-paste of his Facebook feed, and uh, uh, a couple people, he has he has turned a couple people on to Cognitive Dissonance, and they had some nice things to say, and we want to, we, we just want to say thank you, Patrick. Thanks for just, you know, adding a level of sophistication to our show that we could not achieve uh, by coming on it, and also thank you for the, uh, for, for sending us that message. We really appreciate it, and we hope you heard last time, Patrick, that, uh, that somebody loved you because they loved your accent, so, uh, so we're, sh- we're sharing the love here. That's why I love Patrick, actually, yeah. I think he's... <laughs> It's the X. I'm just saying, come over to the States anytime, big boy. <laughs> he, says, he, says, uh, he also says, I, I do want to mention, I'm still enjoying the show. So yeah. we haven't fucked it up too bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah I like that because it sort of implies that he's waiting for that moment. <laughs> he's going to drop it like a bad fucking habit. Or he's just like, oh, it's my like, God. Oh, oh, that's enough. That's enough of that. Yeah. Guess what I'm not listening to this week. Yeah. <laughs> well, as usual, uh, we are going to wrap the show up. Uh, please get in touch with us any way you can. We appreciate any and all feedback, uh, even the stuff that we make fun of. And uh, until (laughs) next time, we're going to leave you, uh, as always, with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno-Babylon bullshit. 
couched in scientician double bubble toil and trouble pseudo quasi alternative acupunctuating pressurized stereogram pyramidal free energy healing water downward spiral brain dead pan sales pitch late night info docutainment Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death in towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques, and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and views expressed in this show are that of the hosts only. Our poorly formed and expressed notions do not represent those of our wives, employers, friends, families, or of the local dairy council. 